This is Conclave Conversations, a podcast for college students and young adults. Today's episode is sponsored by Metropolitan Church in Birmingham, Alabama. For more information, please visit metropolitanchurch.net slash conclave. Well, hey, what a way to start episode five. Is that is this five? Casey? Six. Episode six yeah. of Conclave Conversations. Casey and I are joined today by the none and the other, Miss Chesley Bristow. Hello. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me. Oh, I like that. Well, Welcome to the conversation. Boy, oh boy, that oh, might be a better t shirt. <laughs> yeah. So today is gonna be a great day. We're gonna be talking about some pretty heavy stuff yes right like we're, we were talking about fast food and all that beforehand and and being able to swallow our chewing gum but <laughs> we're definitely not talking about swallowing chewing gum type no, stuff we're not. a little deeper today yes which is okay um we want to talk today about you know really this is something that everybody faces at some point in their life you know um, it happens to all of us whether it's someone that you're close to or someone that's I mean, a distant relative uh, and that is dealing with loss. Yes. I was thinking earlier, there's completely different types of loss, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, losing a friend that's still there, but you just, they're out of your life now. Mm-hmm. And then there's losing somebody to death. Yeah. So. And both can be, obviously, you know, when you when you say, just say the word, you play, like, the, the word game, and you say dealing with loss, you think death. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I had really not thought of about the other. But that, yes. man, that can have a big impact, too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Maybe people that maybe were good friends of yours for a long time, and then for whatever reason, there's a disconnect. Yes, went through that yeah. this weekend. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. really prepared for this I think episode. we all have to go through that loss at some point or another. Yes. I never, being born into technology, everyone was like, yeah, I never uh, had our friends with anyone from high school. And I was like, ah, we live in the age of communication. We'll be fine. I don't mm-hmm. think I talked to anyone from high school at this point. I talked to yeah, one so, person. I mean, yeah. I'm friends with more of them on like social media, but oh yeah, but know. but then like, but, but if you have someone that was like a really close friend, like yeah. really, really, really close, I had like a group of probably six girls that mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we'll stay in touch all the forever. time. We'll be best friends forever. Right. Literally, not even a week after graduation, I probably only talked to three of my friends from high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And one of them didn't even go to school with me. I just knew her like mm -hmm. through high school. Right. It just happens. Like it happens to everybody. Everybody has that experience where it's growing up. Yeah. It's just growing up. It's transitioning in life and moving and changing schools. And um, it just happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, What do you think the heart? Do you think it's weird? Like when you have a, when there's a disconnect with that friendship with people who you thought, you know, we, and we've all had those friends like where you spent basically every waking hour, especially mm-hmm. in college where you have a little more freedom and you can, you're with those people kind of all the time. And then just for whatever reason, all of a sudden you're just not with them at all. Yeah. And then you see them again. I feel Whoa. like there's people that it's awkward and then there's people that you just pick up right yeah. where you left off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it really just depends on how you were in that friendship when you were with yeah. them all the time. Who it is, how the relationship was. Yeah. I Luckily, I haven't. No, take that back. Yeah, I've experienced that once or twice. Yeah, but I, uh, I keep it simple. I say, "Oh, hey, yeah, ma'am." <laughs> yeah, because that's not awkward at all. Yeah, because to me, it can be very awkward. Yes, it can be. You know, if if it's not the one where you just pick up right where you left off, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Man, we're just BFFs all over again." But sometimes it can be like, 
Hey. How are uh, you? Oh, no, so glad to see you. And you have to ask, how you been? What you been doing? Right, well, yeah, exactly. And and the whole time you're like, man, this is so awkward. I need to leave. And I just need to go crawl under a couch or something. You're like, oh, I got to go do this thing. Right. I got, oh. My mom's calling me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then there's the other kind of loss where, where you have a death. Uh, maybe it's a death of a friend or a loved one, a uh, relative. Um, and, and probably everybody has experienced that in some form, whether it's, like I said, it's a grandparent mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not just exclusive to people who are older. You know, yes. you can. And so what's that like? Um, it's kind of a lot of mixed emotions. Um, I know with me, because I had such because we were still dad was just about we were still the pastors at Bowen's Church of God. So I had the whole church backing me up with that. So I felt. I did feel stronger in that, but having so many people telling you, you got this, like we're here for you, all that kind of stuff, even with all that, you still feel mm-hmm. alone. So this was a friend? Um, it was my boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, lost him, and it was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like I felt like we had unfinished business because yeah. we mm-hmm. didn't get to talk about mm-hmm. things that we were going to talk right. about. Mm-hmm. Um, having our future planned out, mm-hmm. like – he knew we kind of had an idea that dad might have gotten this job. And so I had talked to him, like, I don't know what I'm going to do because mom and dad are leaving and I was going to stay home for school. And so, like, he, we were going to see about getting me a place where I was going to stay and um, we were going to get married within the next few years. All that kind of stuff had the next few years completely planned out. So within one day, one moment, it was just completely stripped away. So it was like I lost him and I lost my whole life plan, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, even with everyone around me, you just kind of feel alone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. How do you, so how did, what was it like to try to pick up the pieces? Like, you know, for, I guess initially, you know, you have all this attention and you have people mm-hmm. that's checking on you, asking how you're doing, what do you mm-hmm. need? But then at some point people start going on with their lives. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people telling me like, you're so strong, you're so strong. And so I felt like I had to put on a mask of, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so strong. I don't. I'm not yeah. like it's I'm hurting, but I'm not showing I'm hurting. I'm showing that I'm happy even though I miss him and like not that I'm going to move on, yeah. not that I'm going to like completely forget about him, but I'm going to still live my life as if I'm, I don't know. I guess like I felt like people still expected me to live my life like I was going to either way. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, what was it? <laughs> how, how did you go like after kind of the dust settled? How do you pick up the pieces and kind of... Um, personally, for me, I had a complete, like, breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, like, mom wanted me to go to therapy, and mm-hmm. I really didn't want to because, for me, I saw that as a sign of, like, weakness. Right. And people were telling me I was so strong, you're so strong. Yeah. So I did not want to yeah. go to therapy at all. Um, but that was something that I... Now that I look back, I realize I needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, therapy was probably... Therapy and my closest friends were probably the things that kept me from going crazy. What was it about therapy that was so therapeutic? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean the pun, but um I guess because he didn't really know Yeah, he like I could talk to people that knew Justin and right. knew me and uh-huh. um but I think talking to somebody that doesn't know the situation, yeah. you get to tell your point of the uh-huh. story. Um and he was I started off with a really bad therapist. Uh-huh. Like no harm to her. But right. she I didn't really connect with her. She didn't 
really know the situation before I went to her. And she kind of, I kind of had to tell her my story over and over every session. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I did not like that. No. But um, the therapist that I went to after, he was great. He would remember my friend's names. And mm-hmm. so, like, I could just have a friendly conversation with him. Yeah. And I knew I could cry with him. And, um, like, I could just rant like I would yeah. to a friend with him. Mm-hmm. And I think doing that with him, it helped to build back the, like, me feeling like I could have feelings because yeah. I was allowed to have feelings around him. Right. Because the people that I knew that were with me, I felt like I had to be strong around them. So being able to have that area where I could break down and build myself up for myself, mm-hmm. that's what helped me put myself back together, I think. And, you know, it, it's when you talk about therapy, you know, it does kind of some people look at that as, you know, you shouldn't do that. If yes. you're a Christian, Christians, we don't go to therapy. Yes, that's but, what I was. But really, I don't know anybody that's, that has been to therapy that has not said in some form it was very bene- it was yes. very beneficial yes. for them. I felt awkward going and like, tell, like I didn't even tell my best friend of 15 years. Like uh-huh. I did not want to tell her that I was going back to therapy because I don't know, just and like my family and close people, they mm-hmm. were always like. Oh yes, you should go. This is this will be good for you. Da 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 da. Yeah. But in my head, it was something weird. Like I didn't want therapy at all. Right. But and I feel like sometimes in the church it is looked down upon, and I don't think it should be yeah. because no matter where you are, you need someone to talk to that's not going to be able to judge you. That can't go to somebody else and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is what they said." Right. Because there's those patient doctor confidentialities, mm-hmm. and yeah. I felt I feel like that's a safe. Pl- that being that type of sure. safe place where they can't go somewhere else. Right. That's where that helped me a lot too. I had someone maybe 15 years ago or something like that. And this is somebody that we went to church with and they approached me and they said, Hey, you know what? You know, I know that, um, you know, occasionally you're going to have things that you're going to need to talk out and, um, and get that out. But you can't just tell your stuff and being a, being a PK, you know, this, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just tell your stuff to anybody. No. You, know, no, you just no, can't. No. You just can't. Made and, that mistake a yeah, few times. And really, that's for anybody. I mean, yes. that's not just exclusive. That's, that's for any of us. You have to be careful who you kind of let in. Mm-hmm. And they, and I mean, they said, look, I'm, I'm not really looking to give advice to somebody, but I am a great sounding board. They mm-hmm. said, if you just need somebody that, who doesn't have a dog in the fight, mm-hmm. who you just need mm-hmm. just to call and just say, let me just just listen to me i don't want you to say anything else me and my cousin call each other for that all the time yeah and and Mm -hmm. you know what and i don't think i ever even used took advantage of it Mm -hmm. but just knowing i had that in my back pocket was so comforting Mm -hmm. to know that i could i could probably call that person right now and say do you remember (laughs) some years ago and i think that's one of the great things about about therapy is having someone that's just going to listen to you. Yes. And I had a great therapist. Like I could even text him if I was having a bad day, like, Hey, mm-hmm. I can't come in, but I need to call you and talk to you about something real yeah. quick. And it was kind of, you could just clear your mind and get your head straight. Mm-hmm. Cause it would, most of the time it kept me from making a bad decision or telling somebody off that I yeah. didn't right. need sure. to say things yeah. to. I, I got to, I got it out and it was just out there. And then it wasn't running through my mind all the time. Cause that was my problem. I would, hold it in my head and I would go through these scenarios over and over and over again mm-hmm. and they would just build up and build up and build up and then one day it would just crash. Yeah. And I would just have a really bad time like three or four days. I would just lay in the bed. I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to get out of bed. I wouldn't want to go to work. Um, so just being able to have that outlet to be able to get it all out so it's not running through my yeah. head all the time, that was really great. Because some people may say, well, that, that'd be great, but I can't, I can't go to counseling for whatever reason, you know, money or 
whatever, what would you say to the person if they just could not go to a therapist and they're dealing with loss? What would you tell them to do if it were um, you, just based on your experience? Yes. Well, um, one thing I will add, there are a lot of churches that offer mm-hmm. um, like certain amounts uh-huh. of free counseling if you have gone through something and you are involved. So look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but find somebody that you know and you trust, even if it's like a, like me and my cousin, yeah. we are that for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, if we just need to cry, we don't. Yeah. We just want somebody to listen to us cry. Like yeah. that's the craziest thing, but that's mm-hmm. what we do. Um, a best friend. Yeah. Or even somebody that you knew, but you're not as close anymore, and uh-huh. you just you know that you can trust right. them. Like for me, because I'm 20 years old mm-hmm. and I'm not like not even a high school friend or yeah. like a high school friend. Um, not even a college friend. Like somebody from a few years back that you know you could trust. Yeah. Or even if you're in high school, a teacher. Mm-hmm. I know my teachers were basically my therapists. I, mm-hmm. I probably owe them some money as much yeah. as they <laughs> listened to me sit and cry mm-hmm. and talk and helped me work through things. Yeah, I know a lot of um, schools and universities also, like my school has like, a, they call it the mental health center. So a lot of schools have places like that too, if you need like a third party to talk to. I mean, yeah. t- you know, they're faculty of the school, but they are there to help students and people in, uh, in school through stuff like that, whether it, well, not only lost, but other stuff, but yes, as another option. And it's interesting, like in, in my job, you know, I always try to, I mean, I literally try to keep my door open most I can just to mm-hmm. let people know, but you know, you're always worried, you know, even if it's somebody that, you know, that's supposed to, you know, that's going to keep things confidential in the back of your mind. You're always worried. Probably two things. Are they going to share it? And what are they going to think when I tell them? Yes. You know, and no, probably no. And so I think that's kind of the safe thing about, you know, when you went to therapy was you probably didn't worry about, hey, legally, I know they can't share a thing. Mm-hmm. And hey, this is what they do. This is yeah. what they do. They've probably they've heard lots of things. They've dealt with lots of people that dealt with loss before. Mm-hmm. They're not going to think any emotion that I have is just off the wall. They've heard everything. They've heard everything. You can't tell them anything yeah. new. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The, literally the only time that I know of that they can contact someone else is if you are planning on harming yourself right. or others. Mm-hmm. So that was a big safe place for me because if I wanted to talk about it about my parents, I could talk about it about my parents. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or if yeah. I wanted to rant about somebody in the church or anything. You could do that. I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't going to be able to go anywhere. Right. So do you think going through, I mean, this was, you would say this was a major event in your life going yes. through this. I mean, that's, this is part of who you are, right? Yes. And you're, and you're not really shy about it. I mean, I've seen you post think you've referenced it on social media. Yes. So this is kind of part of your story. Yes. My mom mm-hmm. has even said, um, like whenever I told her I was coming on here, she was like, see, this is it. This is your moment. Yeah. God's going to use this. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the second that it happened that God was going to use this. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to be shy about it because yeah. Even though I'll admit I was a little bit mad at God whenever it mm-hmm. happened because I was like he was my future. Yeah. Like sure, you gave him to me. Why would you take him away mm-hmm. at such a young age? And like we hadn't even gotten our life started together. Like I was so mad, um, and just I forgot the question. I forgot the main point of that question. Yeah. Well, like it's part of your story. <laughs> yes. So I will post about it, and I've had people come up to me randomly at like church events mm-hmm. whenever Dad's preaching, and they'll come up to me and they'll be like how are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Right. Yeah. Like, well, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, and people always tell me like, 
I don't know if you're okay talking about it. Mm-hmm. I have become okay with it with mm-hmm. myself because for me, I know that there was nothing I could have done yeah. to change that. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, I have to accept this and mm-hmm. I have to use the fact that God's helped me through it, even though I was mad at him. Sure. To get through it. One of my favorite quotes is, God will never put you through something he knows you can't handle. Mm-hmm. So that's something I always have to tell myself when I'm going through something hard. I'm like, I've gone through some pretty hard stuff. That's right. Like, this is nothing. Brush it off the shoulder. You're going to get through it. He's yeah. not going to give you something that you can't get through. Mm-hmm. Well, And I, I've been doing some studying the last couple of weeks. I was studying about Ruth and about how the things that Ruth went through with the loss of her, uh, they're her husband. And, you know, when she lost her husband, you know, the, the Bible says that kind of the the thing to do would be to take care of your mother-in-law because she was also a widow. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went to her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law said, hey, you're young. You have your whole life ahead of you. Don't worry about that. And and Ruth said, no. She said, I'm I'm going to stay with you forever. She said, wherever, it's the words of my favorite song, where you go, I go, where you stay, mm-hmm. I stay. Even, um, even I don't want us to be separated at death. Like I want us to be basically buried beside each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the temptation is, is that when we go through loss or we go through something that really impacts us to kind of check out, and tend to our wounds. And there's a time for that, time for grieving yes. and all that. But ultimately, you know, it's so important to stay in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because, and because Ruth did that, ultimately then she met Boaz mm-hmm. and through you know, the, her great, great grandson was King David, who was in the line of Jesus. Crazy. And so she planted a seed by taking care of her mother-in-law that ultimately would lead to the birth of Jesus. Yes. You know, and that's just because she stayed in it and mm-hmm. she did what she had to do. And God used that. She planted a seed that God could use later on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's kind of what your deal is, mm-hmm. is, right? You know, this is not the, Hey, this is just part of my story. This is kind of who I am. And because of it, you can help people when they go through it. I told some people about what we were going to be talking about Tom, this conversation. And they said, Oh, I can't wait to listen to it. I haven't even listened to a conversation before, but I'm going to listen to this one. <laughs> I was a little offended, but then I was very <laughs> proud. Right. So yeah, I've seen um, actually someone from my close to where I lived. Mm-hmm. She lived about 20 minutes from where I live, but it's a school that opposing school that we used to play in sports and stuff. And um, so I knew her through that. And I saw where she had posted that, about like, I'm going to miss you, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And then I heard about um, a guy um, getting killed in, I think it was Auburn, mm-hmm. and they were actually dating. And so I messaged her, and I was like, hey, I know that you probably yeah. are getting a ton of messages because I know I, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I know what you're going through. If you need me, mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. And there was a knot, two or three knots. She mm-hmm. told me, and she was like, hey, thanks, you know. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry you had to go through this like I am. And three nights later, she texted me. I was like, hey, can I kind of talk to you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. It was like right. 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm here. Sure. Rant to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of like, why did this have to happen? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was able to share the gospel with her. Yeah. So it's just through that, I feel like there's doors opened. Um, and I know. I had some. I had a girl reach out to me, mm-hmm. so I think that kind of affects about about how I want to reach out to others. Because if she wouldn't have reached out to me, right, I wouldn't have had that. I guess a little bit more of a backbone, like yeah. Because there's people that are like, "Oh, I'm sorry you're going through this. I've lost somebody too." But it's not to me. It wasn't the same. Yeah, sure. Like losing a grandparent. Yes, that's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. 
But for me, like he was mm-hmm. the love of my life. Right. Like I yeah. had my whole life planned out with him. And so it wasn't just like a, I'm missing a call from a grandparent in a day. It's like yeah. everything was completely changed. And so having somebody that also lost their boyfriend, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more comforting to know, okay, hey, she's made it through it. She's mm-hmm. found somebody that loves her. Yeah. Even though she's probably still having hard times through this. Mm-hmm. Seeing that gave me a little bit more hope. Right. Through that. So uh, maybe to kind of put a cap on it, um, what would you, if if you're somebody's listening to our the thousands that listen, <laughs> we're going to get thousands because of this one. International. That's right. What uh, And you got somebody that's dealing with law, similar, maybe similar to what you went through. What would you tell them? Um, number one, it does get better because mm-hmm. I did not think it would for mm-hmm. about a year and a half. I didn't. Um, but don't close yourself off too. Um, I closed myself off for a while mm-hmm. and uh, it affected me and my family yeah. and our relationships. And you can't close those close people out, even though you really, really, really want to. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, and don't be mad at God. He wouldn't put you through something that you can't handle. Like I said, yeah. um, he's going to use it mm-hmm. for his glory, no matter what. Um, yeah. Just stay true to you. Stay true to God. Don't close people out. And um, Find someone to talk to. Find someone to talk to, yeah. yeah. So. Well, this has been great. This is a good one. This has been I'm, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, and we want to hear from people. If you are listening to this and uh, and it you benefited from it, let us know. Send us a little message. You can find us on social media. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So, Chesley, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. We didn't hear a lot from you today, Chesley. I was more of a listener today. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We all just wanted to just soak it in and just Mm -hmm. take it all in. It was great. All right. Well, thanks for joining us in Episode 6. We'll see you next time.